Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Really excited to introduce my homemade postcard today from Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin, thanks for creating this. uh, It is a little bit of a punny postcard. It says, words cannot espresso how much everyday truth with Kurt Skelly means to me. There's a little drawing of a coffee cup. Love it, Caitlin. And then on the inside, Dunkin' Donuts cup. And it says, I like it a latte. So not sure if I'm uh, wholly subscribing to the humor, but but Caitlin, uh, what a blessing and what a great note that you wrote me. So encouraging. So from uh, Lima, Ohio, uh, listening, thank you, Caitlin, for your postcard of the day. We are in Mark chapter 5, and we're talking about the... The, the man that came to Jesus, remember, he had spent uh, an, a day away from Capernaum. He had met the maniac of Gadara. Uh, he had been healed. Now he's come back over. When Jesus arrives at the shore, uh, there's a crowd of people that meet him. But among them is this man, Jairus, who has a pressing need. His daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, is at the point of death. And you've got to come right now. And we've been talking about how the crowd was just pressing upon Jesus. No doubt the, the, the trip was taking longer than usual. This woman with the issue of blood interrupted the entire journey. And this man, no doubt, is just at the very peak of frustration. And I want you to see now verse number 32, where the Bible says, And he looked round about to see her, that had done this thing. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, we read that verse, verse number 35. While he yet spake. So here we are, the woman has been told, your faith has made you whole. She's on her way, happy, uh, healed, all of that. And the Bible says that while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Boy, you talk about a crushing blow. So as this man is no doubt frustratingly waiting, we've got to get back to the house. My daughter needs you right now. It seems as if his greatest fear has come upon him. That's what Job said, remember? That which I greatly feared has come upon me. And the messenger has come from the house. Hey, don't bother too late. It's not going to work. And I don't know what is racing through this man's mind right now. Is it perhaps um, uh, frustration for sure, but could it even be a little bit of of, of anger uh, toward this woman that has interrupted or these crowd members that won't allow Jesus to just get to his destination? I'm not sure, but you can only imagine Uh, the emotion of this man. Look at verse number 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue. So he didn't allow Jairus to even 
assimilate this 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 information. He just said, and boy, as soon as he heard it, he just said, "Hey, listen, Jairus, be not afraid, only believe." So immediately, Jairus, 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 don't be afraid. Trust me, trust me, and that that's what Jesus is after in your life. He's after your faith. So trust me. Uh, the number one fee, uh, n- number one command of the Bible is fear not. And the opposite of fear is faith. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. Only believe. Remember, the, the, the purpose for which Jesus came to this world was that people would trust him, would believe his message. So here, trust me, believe me. You said that you believed I could heal She's, you, you've heard the message that she's dead. Trust me. Now, I know that's easy to hear and it's easy to say, hey, just trust the Lord. But wow, I mean, up until this point in Jesus' public ministry, he had raised nobody from the dead. Now, we do know that in the story, he's about to raise this girl from the dead. Later on, he's going to raise that widow's son at Nain, raise that son from the dead. And then um, he later on, he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. So we know that Jesus can, of course, Jesus himself is going to rise from the dead. So we know that he can, uh, but but up until this point, we've not seen it. Look, look at verse number 37. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. So Several times, strategically, in the ministry of Jesus, he would uh, ask these three to come with him. Remember the Mount of Transfiguration, which one of those times? He took them to a high mountain, Peter, James, and John. The Garden of Gethsemane was one of those times. Hey, you three come with me to the inner garden. Let's pray. And so here, Peter, James, and John, come with me. He wants to show them something. He's manifesting his glory unto his disciples. Look at verse number 38, and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. So funerals back in the days of Jesus were much different uh, than funerals are today. People would be buried the same day. Uh, The funeral would be held the same day in almost every situation. Certainly, uh, if it were by, by sundown, and certainly ahead of the Sabbath, remember the, the crucifixion of the Lord. Well, what, when when someone would die, everyone would stop. Neighbors, friends, loved ones, na- uh, uh, associates, and they would come and express their their solidarity by, by weeping and wailing. And it was kind of a cultural thing. Uh, it was kind of like they put on weeping and wailing. There were people that actually this was their job. They would they were professional criers. They would watch a Hallmark movie and cry. And well, that wouldn't happen. But you know what I'm talking about. I mean, they were professional criers. And Jesus referred to them when he talked about John the Baptist. And he said, uh, "We you're like children. And children play the game of funeral where they weep and cry. They play the game of wedding like kids do today. They play dress up. And you haven't responded to a negative message or a positive message. You've not responded. So here, uh, Jesus arrives at the house and all the mourners are there. They're crying and weeping and wailing. And this girl has died. And no doubt, it's an especial weeping. 
Have you ever been to a funeral of a young person? They're always better attended. Have you ever gone to a funeral of somebody who died and who wasn't supposed to die? You know, maybe a car accident or younger in life. It just seems like there's a different feel to those funerals because this should not be. And so Jesus is entering to that with these three. And of course, dad's there too. And Jesus said, have some faith and, and watch verse number 39. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, why make ye this ado and weep? Why are you guys making such a big deal? Why are you wailing and weeping? The, the, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Hey, fellas, she's not really dead. She's sleeping. Now, you can only imagine that these people that are weeping and wailing, they know. They're there. They can see her. And if they're part of the paid mourners, they're around death all the time. So how could Jesus coming in late, just, just right now, be able to tell them what, 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 what the condition of this girl is? Verse number 40, and they laughed him to scorn. They, they laughed at him mockingly. Who do you think you are? How dumb can you be? that you would actually think that this girl is not dead, but only sleeping. Now, we're going to find that Jesus gets the last laugh here, but they laughed him to scorn. And when, But when he had put them all out, Jesus said, I want some privacy. He put all the paid mourners out of the room. Here's the dead body of this girl. Here's Jesus, the parents, and these disciples, these three. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and then that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. So here's the scene. Jesus, dad, mom, Peter, James, John, and the daughter. And the Bible says, And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto you, arise. So Jesus speaks directly to her the words of life, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. I am the resurrection and the life. Believest thou this? Jesus would later say to Martha, I have life within myself. I give it to whom I will. He would tell the religious leaders in John 5. Look at verse number 42. And straightway, that means immediately. That's been a word we've looked at quite a bit. Straightway, the damsel arose and walked for she was of the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. I mean, miracle of miracles. This is uh, exceptional. Uh, there's a very similar story, remember, with Dorcas and Peter later on in the book of Acts, and I think Peter draws from this story and that miracle. I, I'd encourage you to study that. And the Bible says in verse 43, and he charged them straightly that no man should know it. Well, I mean, that, that's hard. I mean, obviously they can obey by not publishing it immediately, but those mourners are going to know. I mean, when that girl's outside playing, when that girl's funeral does uh, not take place, so he charged them straightly, no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Now, I, lo I love both of those statements. First of all, remember, Jesus didn't come just to wow people. Miracles weren't about wow. Miracles were about what? And the what of the miracle was the message is true. Trust me. Have faith in me. I am Messiah. I'm on mission to seek and to save that which is lost. 
And then that second part is just so touching to me. Hey, give her something to eat. I think the parents were probably in shock. I mean, they, they probably were just in shock for the joy, for the just the, the utter um, amazement of the thing. Hey, I just get her something to eat. She'll, she'll be okay. I just love the, the touching details of the Bible. Well, I hope that helps today. We've talked about faith for the last couple of days here at the end of Mark chapter 5, and that's God's concern for your life. Uh, he wants to increase your faith. Faith pleases the Lord, and, uh, and God puts us in positions where we have to trust Him. I hope that uh, you, you've been helped today. Well, we're going to jump into chapter number six next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.